What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Hello friends, welcome. You're listening to the Blue in Green Podcast. Who would have thought we'd make it this far? Episode 2. <laughs> Thank you so much for people that have checked out episode 1. This is episode 2. Very exciting. Um, give you more of an introduction first before we press on. This is the Blue and Green Podcast. The uh, podcast that runs in conjunction with the uh, online independent radio station blue in green radio you can check us out at blueingreenradio.com uh for our london-based home of our radio station and uh these podcast series now as well as a whole host of interviews reviews and featured articles with um just exceptional names in uh contemporary uh soul jazz funk and uh, Latin music. Um, so my name is Imran. I'm your host on these podcasts. And uh, again, thank you very much for checking out episode one. We had some lovely responses from people that listened and enjoyed. So thanks very much uh, for doing so. Um, these podcasts are about um, primarily the opportunity for you and for me because. Um, I haven't actually met a lot of our contributors. So these podcasts are about you having the opportunity to meet some of our amazing contributors to Blue and Green Radio. They come from all over the world, which is why I've not had the opportunity to actually speak to them. Uh, so we've got uh, Nagata Japan on our on our list of places to go. California's on our list of places to go. Last week we went to Denver, Colorado and spoke to Lamoli, who uh, is just a unbelievable joy and and uh, there have been so many great responses from people that really enjoyed it and uh thought she was great so as a quick reminder you can check out uh lamolly super sonido show tuesdays in the uk time at 5 p.m please check the website for replay times replay times during the week that will be of more suitable listening hours for yourselves uh this week though from denver colorado we're venturing over to melbourne australia uh, and speaking to vahe aka mr v aka the host and creator of confessions of a curly mind um it's oh, so good to talk to him i've known of him for a long time, I'd say 16, 17 years, we met through OK Player. I knew who he was before he knew who I was. Uh, he was a, quite a strong presence on the on the boards, and I think he was, uh, he, you know, he had built a great name for himself, and I think had be, become a really trusted and um, I think much loved poster. He used it as a, a, a great place to uh, express his creative endeavors from his blogging to his uh, music mixes and his own music. Um, I won't go too far into things at the moment because we have a really good chat that details everything. Um, but Confessions of a Curly Mind is an incredible show that basically gives an artist spotlights so on each episode so uh, 
uh, Vahe's covered people from D'Angelo to Omar to Maxwell and uh, just a whole host um, tweet and the super friends etc etc these are 5 p.m on a friday uh, again uk evening time 5 p.m uh, if you've never checked it out uh, this is it is such an exciting concept of a show because it is an artist spotlight but it goes on for quite a few hours and it plays material that you would never expect or, or that you wouldn't easily find so Vahe always tries to stay clear of album tracks for example and um I think when at Blue and Green Radio's sort of inception, it was kind of always in a sort of a naive way. It was always about kind of presenting radio in a way that you probably wouldn't easily find elsewhere, you know. And I, I think Vahe, what he's done with Confessions of a Curly Mind, you know, he he was he's the king of turning radio on its head, you know. And I, I think that was kind of it's an incredible thing to do and it's an incredible show to listen to so i genuinely am convinced i think that he's a genius and i uh, i couldn't be happier that the stars did align and he was able to contribute to uh, blue and green radio as he has done because uh, it means the world so um i won't waste time any further we'll we'll hand over in just actually just a few more minutes what will what we have on the show What's become a bit? What's going to become a routine is I pick a song. There'll be two songs played on the show. I pick a song, and then Vahe picks, or excuse me, our guest picks the closing song of the show. So for me, I'm going to pick a song by uh, Maxwell. So I always thought my Maxwell game was pretty good, but um, in a a five-plus-hour show about Maxwell, where not a single album track is played, Vahe includes a song called Seguranka, which I have no idea where it comes from, and it turns out it's a B-side. Uh, to the as one of the Ascension uh, EPs that came out, and um, and this one was titled The Encore, and I have no idea how this passed me by. It's an original; it's not even a remix or anything. It's an original song that Maxwell put out as a B-side, and uh, a lot of people just seem to have it seems to have passed them by, including myself, which is a huge embarrassment. So that's going to be my pick, and then after that, we're going to go straight to uh, the incredible Vahe and uh, learn all about Confessions of a Curly Mind. Here we go. Thank you. 
Wednesday night uh, for me in London. It's 11 p.m. for you in mm. Melbourne, Australia. It's 10 a.m. Correct. Yes. Wow. I mean, I'm from the future. I probably mentioned that on the podcast before. But <laughs> you are. I'm technically. You could tell me future, everything so. that's going to happen in the next 12 hours. <laughs> Ask me, man. Ask away. Oh, like, Is Donald Trump still know? president? <laughs> Yeah, oh, that hasn't changed, okay. unfortunately. But that hasn't changed. It may. That hasn't changed. I'll let I'll, I'll uh, let you know. So, how are you, dude? Thanks, thank you for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Nah, man, I'm I'm always up for something like this, especially if it's um, you know, all about me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's stroking my ego, man, I'm 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 down. How how mm. how is the oh. how is the the new young family? Oh yeah, man, it's uh. It's a trip, like I mean, yeah. you've pro- you already know what the hell I'm talking about, but yeah, um, yeah, it's amazing, actually, right? Like it, it, it is like everything. Nothing. It becomes for me the most, for me, it was the most interesting thing to talk about. It became instantly like I would happily discuss sleep patterns for the next three hours, or or anything like that. <laughs> is lack thereof, yeah, or like yes, yeah, yeah. How your are yours? Is she doing okay? on sleeping wise i think you said oh, yeah. before that she was sleep wise yeah like she just had a rough patch in the beginning now she sleeps like like a champion um that's incredible man yeah she just has like some skin issues like eczema and stuff like that but other than that she's she's a little happy-go-lucky kind of baby i guess <laughs> how about <laughs> yours man she well, my oldest is seven, and she didn't sleep until she was just nearly four. Like she would Ouch. wake up three times a night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the little one, uh, Maceo, he he had a really bad like first year. Like it was mm. to the point where I thought I don't think I'm going to make it just through yeah. life. But he's now, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's nailed it. He's really good. <laughs> that's a so, that's yeah. a pretty sick ass name too, like Maceo. It's Maceo, yeah, from Maceo Parker, yeah. That's what it was immediately what that. I thought of. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> There's quite a few people, not a lot of people that actually get it, but they don't like the name. A lot of people don't like the name at all. But um, sometimes when, yeah, only a handful of people have ever said, oh my God, Maceo Parker, that's the coolest thing. But uh, yeah. That's the only Maceo that I know about. So <laughs> like, awesome. I, don't, I don't know any other Maceo. I know another one now. So we, we know two exist yeah and uh, yeah there's a the de la soul maceo as well with the s oh the c. shit yeah. yeah jeez it's 10 a.m i didn't it's, i'll <laughs> remind people it's 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 10 a.m okay 
It, that, that's okay. That's okay. So um, a regular. So this is this is kind of like a whole new venture for us. This is uh, this was basically uh, one of the main reasons for this is really just for for me and listeners to be able to meet meet the team really. So uh, this is so for anyone that's never heard an episode of Confessions of a Curly Mind, how would you describe it? Um, it's the culmination of say, you know how. People like us, we have like we nurse this lifelong love of music, and we we get very specific specific over time in terms of what we love, and we get more obscure, and you just end up with like just too much music to know what to do with. So <laughs> for me, it was like it was like that passion. How do you apply it in a practical way? How do I you know use? all these years of just listening and reviewing and whatever knowledge gathering and apply it in a way that everyone else is going to understand and enjoy. And I figured, man, one thing I haven't done in ever is podcasting or trying to do like a radio show. And then literally the, the week that I decided to do it, you came along and you're like hey man i know your stuff you want to do the thing with the thing i'm like yeah (laughs) it's perfect timing um that's how the show came about just um serendipitous i guess in a way um i I guess so i mean i've i'd wanted to do like the radio thing for for a long time and when i used to sit and think how are you going to do this like who are you going to ask you were always like the fantasy booking like that's genuine, and I'm not. I'm not just saying that because I've I've been like on OK Player since mm. like super early 2000s. I used I think a different name, and I was a lurker more than like a, a featured personality. But uh, like I had seen you for ages. I downloaded mixes from you, and I'd seen your blog, and you know I knew who you were. And it was always like he, he would be perfect for 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 like a project like that. And so you absolutely were the person I used to just like he he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then here we are. Like 26 I think episodes later. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, Jesus. Insane, man. Um like it's just the difference was putting myself front and center as well. Usually I just make mixes, right? Like I don't actually talk mm. or anything like that. So this was different but it made sense because i'm talkative little son of a bitch and i just get to <laughs> i wax a lot um but that's yeah pretty much it like you just came at the right time right when i was looking to make that dive into this world and here we are man yeah. that's super cool yeah that's worked out amazingly so confessions of a curly mind i it, it actually it went not how I expected it to go in terms of, I think, cause, cause like you said, you had done so many of the mixes and they were like, you would just like blitz stuff from like SoundCloud only mixes and you would take all this kind of new soul electronic kind of stuff. And I actually thought that's where you would go with the show, but right. you, you, you didn't, you kind of went per artist, you went an artist themed show each, hmm. each week. Where did that idea come from? Um, cause I was already like, I've got a separate mix series for specifically that genre that you mentioned. So it's like SoundCloud only sort of artists, modern sort of everything from this from the last couple of years, I mix it into a different mix. But for these shows, like I automatically thought of just doing deep dives into my favorite artists and yeah, just showing off whatever knowledge I've accrued 
uh, for that artist, showing off their back catalogs, their obscure shit, which I just love. So that's what I grew up loving along with all the well-known stuff. So if you, I guess that's why the first couple episodes were about the Basement Crew and Maxwell. That's right, yeah. Because they're like the two that I'm most passionate about. Like one's a group, but one's an artist. Um, yeah, it just kind of worked out that way. And then I guess you saw by episode two, the fat run times that were starting yeah. <laughs> pretty early. <laughs> do you, like do you remember what we said? I hours. think we... Yeah. yeah well we initially said i think it was i mean you had free reign from the start but i think you were sort of like i'm gonna shoot for two hours every two yeah. weeks and it was like yeah great this is perfect and then you i think the first episode came in at like two hours and 23 and you went sorry dude i've gone over i thought that's fine that's you know don't worry about that <laughs> and then it was maxwell number two and it was sorry dude i've gone <laughs> I've gone over. <laughs> how how long is it? Five hours and eight minutes long. Okay, that's. <laughs> I just thought you played like every album song that he had, but there's not a single album song on that. Like that—that's the one that blew my mind. I couldn't. I had no idea that there was that much. It was that blew yeah. my mind, and I consider myself a, quite a, a, a strong Maxwell fan. But to, to mm. be handed a show for five plus hours and not a single <laughs> album track. That, yeah, that, that's, that's a meeting. The, the platform triggered it, really, because I had that in me. I had a show like that specifically about Maxwell. That was in me for like at least a decade, but I didn't know how to present it or how to do it. Like I'd share the links with some of my real hardcore Maxwell fans um other people i guess i had no way of just sharing it around um and then when you handed me the opportunity i was like i'm just gonna see what i can do to make like the ultimate show for each artist that i cover and if you're gonna strive for like some something that's the ultimate it's gonna go for a long time i guess it's gonna go yeah. for five freaking hours and geez you've seen like as long as they get, I think the longest one was a static show. It went for about over eight hours and I had to chop it up into two parts. Yeah. So it's the fact that I you're giving the me the free reign. Yeah. yeah. I thought the Jodeci <laughs> one, it was the Jodeci one that I had in my head as the longest. Mm. I was like just under seven. And I thought, oh yeah, my that gosh, was about that's... 6.45. I'm like, yeah. you know, it, it really helps me make the show because it gives me the opportunity to include everything that I can or want to include. And that's usually everything pretty much that i mm. could find um so that that's been amazing i'm glad you can actually find room in the schedule for these bloated <laughs> ass shows because i really appreciate well, that fact after, heaps i've got the, I've got the yeah. list of like everyone that you've covered mm. and i mean I, who who's left i mean i know you have dilla coming up but you've done yeah. talked about basement obviously maxwell van hunt dj quit kenny green Aaliyah, another one i was definitely expecting um, I know how mm. what a diehard of fan Huge. Uh, you oh, are. Yeah, yeah, since I was little. yeah, yeah. So it's it. I think that's kind of the thing. Like, I mean, the basement one is. I think I'm kind of. I'm really proud that we got to host that because your name, I think, has been quite synonymous with a lot of basement stuff for quite a long time with the blog posts, the demos, the mm. the stuff like that. So I thought the fact that we got that show it, as an extension of all the stuff that you had done before yeah, is, is that, pretty special, I thought. That seemed like the 
most the, the easiest way to well ease into the podcasting was do that because that seemed to be the biggest focus since I made the blog and the the whole demo tape thing happened and which was crazy. So I'm like, this is probably the easiest way to dip my toe into this world and kind of go from there. So that that show informed me on how to do the rest of them pretty much. So. Um, Can you give yeah, uh, some background yeah. about basement and the stuff that you were done with with like the like you, we mentioned the, the demos and the the blog stuff? Can you give some backgrounds to like I guess anyone who's listening who doesn't know the basement? Mm. Um, so pretty much, well, the the name Confessions of a Curly Mind. So that's the name of my blog that I started at about 2010 uh, when I was living alone. Um, I was running a liquor store, what we call bottle shops in Australia. I think it's a very general name for them, bottle shop. That's what we call them. Um, I okay. ran one for two years. So I, I used to live uh, upstairs and I'd go to work during the days till about 11 p.m. Then I'd go upstairs, um, spark up a J and start listening to music for the rest of the night. Um, and I started blogging, just random music-related stuff, YouTube sort of videos. It was kind of whatever I wanted. At one point during these late-night sessions, I just did a random Google search, as I usually do, trying to find some background on the Basement Crew. Uh, so the Basement Crew consisted of some very famous artists that we know today. Back in the day, they worked together as a group under Devante Swing from Jodeci, who kind of all put them together. So we're talking people like Timberland, Missy Elliott, Static, uh, the dudes from Player, Tweet, uh, her group, Sugar, Missy's group, uh, Sister, a whole laundry list of artists. Genuine, Genuine. was in there as well. Yeah. Um, I can go through all the whole list, but there's just a huge group of awesome, talented folks Um Helmed by Devante and Jodeci, and Mr. Dalvin was kind of central to that project as well. And I'm a huge Dalvin fan, if you can tell from the Jodeci show. There's a whole shitload of, of course, Dalvin yeah. in there. <laughs> um, yeah. So after I was blogging, I f- stumbled upon what was labeled as the basement demo tape, uh, uploaded by someone who had connection to Devante Swing. He goes by the name Buddha. He's done some of the basement members albums as well actually he pops up in interludes and stuff like that um he just posted a random like two-side demo of all these unheard uh demo tracks of this crew before they you know blow up and got famous and i just freaked out this is like i'm pretty sure it was 2010 as well the, f- the first year i started the blog I was freaked out. I'm like, what is this doing here? I listened to it and I'm like, no, this can't be what I think it is because I've been looking for shit like this for years. This doesn't exist. No, this is this is wrong. It's right there looking at me in the face on the Google search. But why does it nobody nobody knows about this? Right? And the actual How long had it been there, tapes themselves. That's what that's the crazy thing. It had already been online for almost a year. <laughs> up to oh that God. point it was up online for a year that's what freaked me out even more i'm like man no one's no one knows about this only a few people from okay player knew about it as well they're like yeah yeah i know about it it's cool i'm like i'm just sitting there pulling my hair out going what what is wrong with you people this is this is huge <laughs> like why isn't anybody like just 
like push this. And so I grabbed the two MP3 files that were side A and side B, and they were literally ripped from a tape because they were just the shittiest quality recordings you could ever get. But at the same time, they were just like, it was musical archaeology finding this kind of stuff. So I spent the next three months chopping them up into the individual tracks, trying to figure out who was doing what, uh, which artists were involved. And then I presented it in like a very, it's almost like it was released officially, you know, like I gave it a huge blog post, background information, uh, I sussed out the um, the roster who was actually involved in the crew because it was a very large list of people. Um, I got a background story on the whole project, interviews with some of the ex-members, you know, and that blog post just took off like crazy. Actually, it was around about this time of the year, in 2010. Um, I went to bed. I, I posted it and then I tweeted it, I think, and then I put it on OK Player. Those are like the three places I really did it. Facebook, Twitter, OK Player. Um, Questlove picked up on the post, tweeted it at about three times um, <laughs> I, overnight. And I just casually, I wake up, I used to wake up each morning, check the stats because I get a kick out of like, oh, I got a, about 100 hits yesterday. Oh, I got 150. That's cool. And then I wake up like New Year's Eve 2010 and I had about three and a half thousand hits. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I look and um, yeah, Questlove's tweets just set that shit off. And I don't know, I became known as Basement Guy, I guess, after mm. that. Um, and that was a that was a, something that was in me since childhood because I loved that crew since I was a kid. And finding that and doing that and being that guy was almost like, yeah, it had to happen that way. I, I couldn't see anyone else putting in that much work and extracting some, all that information out of it and then being nerdy enough to present it in that way. So I'm like, man, it had to be me. So, yeah. <laughs> Who did you crazy. interview? And then that, yeah. Oh, I didn't actually get to interview. Like, I collected all these random interviews that other people right. had done. Mostly there was a website called New Jack Swing Forever. They actually... They're pretty cool with that. They actually get onto all the old, old, older artists from the New Jack Swing era, but they have a whole sections on the Basement Crew, um, and also there was one other website. I'm not remembering the name, but there was about two websites that did a bunch of interviews that I just sort of collated and put it on the on the blog post. Um, I almost got to interview uh, one of the members of Sister though, but that, that didn't actually pan out. Um, so I didn't get to do any myself, but I got, I got to house all the information that existed about the crew on one page. And that just became like, that became like the, the main page that people came yeah. to visit on the blog. I don't think I really did much blogging. I blogged for another few years after that, but I was like, man, I think I've pretty much, that's like my purple rain of blogging. I'm not going to get any <laughs> better than that. So <laughs> I'm just going to chill and I've, I kind of, I've, I've kind of stopped the blogging since then, but I carried over the name. I'm like, man, I love the name. So I've got to use it for something. And then the podcast was perfect for that. What is it about Basement <laughs> that kind of drew you in? Like at what point did you sort of get in that you were a Jodeci fan and then you knew who those members were? 
having appeared on like Diary mm. of a Mad Band and show off Party the Hotel, you knew who Timberland was at that point, or did Tim break out and then you kind of realized where he had come from? Yeah, it was kind of a retroactive thing. But mm. I knew their voices because I'd heard them on the Jodeci albums. And a lot right. of people don't realize this. You hear Timberland and Missy on Diary of a Mad Band and very prominently, actually, on two or three tracks. And then very briefly on the third album, they're in one of the mm. interludes and some of the background vocals. So I grew up listening to them since very early on. Jodeci from the very first album. Um, and I was in primary school, 1991, pretty sure the first album came out. Um, I grew up listening to them, Guy, R. Kelly and Aaliyah, just all that early 90s kind of stuff. And I just grew to appreciate Jodeci's um, leap in production from album to album. Like it was noticeably different yeah. and improved on each album from one to two to three. And eventually down the track, I learned of who was involved um, and I came to really appreciate all of their production techniques, um, their harmonization, their vocals, songwriting. And they've got like this very cool laid back swagger pretty much to everything they did. And I just came to really idolize for some reason, it started out with D Devante. I, I used to joke about changing my name to Devante when I was little in primary school. And then I thought, man, you know what? My name's Vahe. It's like, it's close enough. So I'm going to chill on that idea. And then I got Until obsessed with Dalvin for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Until you have a son like I kind of, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. I should have pa I'll pass that along to my, to my son. I might just name... <laughs> My son Devante, <laughs> um, but then I went. I got I got really obsessed with Dalvin, so I used to love how he called himself Mister Dalvin. So I started calling myself Mister V, and but I spelled it differently because right. eventually I found out there was a house house music artist named Mr. Dot the letter V, like Mister V. So people used to confuse me sometimes. They used to message me going, hey, man, I listened to your, your track. I'm like, no, 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 man, that's that's not me. And so I'm like, shit. All right, so I just spelled this. I spelled it differently. So it's M-I-S-T-A-V-E-E. That's got to be different enough for people to realize I'm not that guy. Um, so, yeah, just I really appreciated their overall vibe, man. They're so vibey, that crew and everything they did together. The one track that really pushed it over the edge, it's called True O. -O Sorry, True OG by um, Static and Dalvin. Um, so I'm a huge Static fan, obviously. Mm. And that was on the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. It's just the funkiest shit ever. Like, it's just everything I described about them can be found in that track. It's laid back. There's live bass. It's funky. It's got a freestyle feel to it. Like, they were ciphering, um, which I later found out that was the truth. For that particular track, they just... Pretty much were just messing around um, and they came out with some funky shit. I'm like, man, this is how I want to make music with my crew. Just freestyle most of it, which is what ended up happening. So I got influenced every which way by that crew. Um, it's pretty amazing, actually. Even as a little kid, I was picking up on stuff like that. Um, yeah. So how's your music coming along? It's coming. <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> It's at an ep it's at an epic place now. Like I'm actually 
man, we've got this epic musical project happening. It's called um, The Dark Southern is the name we've given it. It's very kind of acoustic, almost country style music, um, but dark. So if you, if, you, if you think of anything under the banner of Southern, think like gospel music or uh, rockabilly as well. Um, me and my crew, we're kind of doing like darker versions of that um, kind of with an Australiana kind of flavor to it as well. Uh, and I got some of my personal music I'm releasing soon. It's kind of an O to 90s R&B and hip hop. Um, oh, beyond so that, cool, I'm working. Yeah, that's just all over the place. And the last thing I'm doing is with a couple of dudes that I've only just met six months ago uh, through a mutual friend. And we're doing some real slow psychedelic rock uh a whole project, a whole album, actually. <laughs> I'm just drumming on it. So I'm, I'm a drummer and a percussionist. Um, so that should come out hopefully sometime next year as well. So lots of interesting things on the horizon. You're um, making yourself yeah. the subject of an episode of Confessions of a Curly Mind. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the universe will uh, implode at that point or something. I don't know. We'll be defying some kind of um, laws of physics by doing that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm but that's so cool. I knew there. you would. You've you've put stuff out before. Um, you had songs out. Um, I think did you put out stuff, something with this the sort of the southern band, or, or there was another collective oh, of yeah. people you were working with. You put out a couple of songs for people to sort of hear um, a while ago. I remember hearing. It's been a while now, hasn't it? Mm. When, when that was out, maybe a year yeah. or something. Awesome stuff, we, man. We've kind of just threw a couple of tracks out there. But we've been working on this for almost. Coming up on two years, um, it's going to be, it's it's an epic project. I could spend like five hours just talking about it, but it's it's huge. It's turned into like this monster project. So you're probably not going to hear anything for a little while because we're just working out all the details and the bits and pieces. But we have about three, four hundred songs alone that we can really work on and release and stuff. So it's been awesome. It's been like. Um, Everything I've ever wanted to do musically, I'm getting to do it now. And hopefully that's going to show in the finished product eventually. What's your role? Yeah. You, you drum in the band, but are you writing as well? Are you singing any or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty much trying to do everything with um, <laughs> writing the songs, performing, playing as many instruments as I can. Um, we actually expanded it beyond just musical projects. It's kind of turned into a multi-platform project where we're expressing this one big story. So there's a narrative to the to the project, wow. and it gets expressed in every single expression or every form you can think of. So right now I'm in the middle of writing episodes of an animated series that's tied into it. Um, we have plans to release. A whole bunch of other shit. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So originally when I was little, I wanted to be a writer. Um, that was my main sort of creative outlet until music came along. So I'm getting to live that fantasy out now. I'm writing my ass off while <laughs> doing a whole bunch of music as well. So, yeah. Where do you find yeah, the time? It's be huge. Uh, at work, uh, yeah. actually. <laughs> 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 my employers better not hear this um but i'm a, i work in a call center and um 
sometimes I work the late shifts. That's like midday to 8 p.m. Um, you know, it goes as late as 8 o'clock. So sometimes the call flow slows down so much, you're kind of not doing shit in between calls. And that's where I get to just do all of this. Like I utilize every single spare minute to work on that's stuff incredible. that I want to work on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's efficient. There's some German efficiency <laughs> behind that that I didn't have before. And I've got it now and it's good. That is super cool. I look forward to hearing stuff as and when it's ready or mm. seeing any of the stuff that you were just talking about. It's going to be, that's really exciting. Yeah. It Looking is. for avenues uh, for those things. How does that even come together? I mean, that's so, yeah. Ser- Again, man, serendipitous. How you and me came together. This is how all of my creative projects came together. They just happen around me. I learned to recognize it and just roll with it. So, yeah. Every time something comes up, someone goes, hey, my friend needs a drummer. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just go, yeah, why not? And that's how I got that psychedelic project happening. I'd never met those guys before. They just said they needed a drummer. I'm like, boom, yeah, I'll do it. Um, that happened earlier in the year as well. I jammed with a whole bunch of other dudes in a funk band. Um, yeah. this. How long have you been just, playing? Yeah. Um, since high school. Uh, I think it was... Wow. Uh, it's been about 15 years-ish. Oh, wow. Possibly longer, yeah. But I didn't really get that good until um, maybe in the last 10 years that I've been playing. So I didn't, I didn't really learn formally. I just kind of picked up sticks and started bashing shit. So, <laughs> um, And beats. Um, I'm kind of the bedroom producer thing I've been doing since I was in high school as well. That led me to live drumming. It was like a reverse way of getting there for me. I started programming beats, figure out how would I play this live and then program it that way. And then from learning that, I learned how to play live. Um I applied like the quest love method. Like I want to play it, play like a hip hop beat that you would program, but play it live. Um, then I had to unlearn all of that years down the track when I started doing this project, because it's very loose. Um, you have to learn how to drum like, like a jazz drummer or something <laughs> like, like you're just making shit up on the spot kind of, kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just constantly evolving journey, man. Um, Mm. that's so cool to have so much like obviously music is obviously such a passion for you but you're the fact that you've been able to have as many outlets for it in terms of making it writing about it radio shows Mm. about it it's incredible it is and it's you're not going to find the time unless you actually just do it like you're Mm. what you're doing is incredible as well just actually having the platform to host other people's your stuff as well that you do it's Man, you just have to love it to do it because it's extra work. Yeah. It's time away from, you know, your family and other things, I guess. But, you know, when you love it, you love it. you gotta f- you got to make the time. Um, hopefully it's... Yeah, I think uh, that was one of the things I kind of just... It's yeah. it's like I kind of... I don't know. I think that's one of the things I've sort of resonated with certain people when I mm. approached them for doing like the radio. And you were certainly one of those people because you could just see it you were just doing it and it wasn't about mm. any any sort of feedback or how well it did or what people thought of it it's it's in you and it, mm. it has to come out and regardless of anything any effects of what that might be it's just it has to come out or else it's just going to make you explode or whatever it is you know so just it's, 
that's spot on. Like I was going to make the metaphor. It's kind of like a bowel movement and you kind of went there already. So if you don't <laughs> let, it, let it out, it's going to explode. They, they recommend not to leave it in there too long. You know, you don't hold on to that kind of stuff. You let it out. I'm not saying that our art is related to what comes out of our bowels. That might be a I'm really just bad metaphor. Speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bad metaphor, but you kind of still get what I mean. Like it has, I it, do. it's got to come out. You can't hold on to it forever, you know. It's so, healthy. That's what I mean. <laughs> it, it's healthy. That's a that's a good save. That's a nice way to bring it right back around. I like that. That's very good. So this show to is when... sponsored by the Healthy Bowel Movement. No, no, sorry. Mm. Yes. So when you get back to time wise in terms of confessions of a curly mind, who is on your agenda? I know you've talked about Dilla, about this sort of a Dilla show for like early 2019, which I'm crazy excited about. But like, who else yeah. is sort of on your list of people that you'd like to kind of tackle in time? Mm, I have a list, actually. I'm just going to read from it. Oh, wow. Now. How cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so I did mention I um, want to finish the year off with a show about Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters yeah. and other things, um, which is going to be a bit of a curveball, I guess. Yeah, will this be covering... Will it be covering his um, Naked Music NYC phase? Or... <laughs> uh, most assuredly, yeah. We all know he's a big NYC, uh, Naked Music NYC buff. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, w- it will specifically focus on like low-key growl because that's the closest I can bring it to the vibe of all the other shows and the music you play. On the on the on the broadcast, so it'll be a different side of Dave Grohl. It's not going to be whole hardcore rock. It's going to be like a lot of low key shit that he does as well, um, cool. which I think goes a little unnoticed. Beyond that, uh, yeah, first show of 2019, I'm looking to do the massive Dilla show. By the time his birthday and his uh, his death day rolls around in February, uh, just as a proper tribute. Um, Badu is on the list. Erica Badu. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, I'm so, I've always been surprised we haven't had one from from Bardu yet. So that would be really exciting. Here's a surprising thing: not too many obscure stuff with Bardu. That's why I've held off because it's mm. it's going to be a way smaller show. Like, um, I really have to dig deeper a little bit with her because she doesn't really have too much of that obscure catalog. You know, a lot of a lot of the mm. art, other artists have. Um, but she's on the list. We got Georgia Ann Muldrow. We got um, Adriana Evans, um, oh, Rashan Patterson. He's definitely getting one. Uh, Monique Bingham. I'm sure you've heard of her. She's a house vocalist. Oh yes, of um, course, yeah. Um, Jamiroquai. Got to be a massive one on them because I'm. Wow. I've always been a big time Jamiroquai fan. And Chris Brand. Um, he's he's the guy behind Ananda Project and a whole bunch of other stuff. So he's kind of one of my heroes as well. So those are the for sure ones I've got lined up. And then I'm going to get a bit more obscure down the track. We're going to cover individual basement artists as we go along. Like I'm sure you've seen that pop up every now and then. Yeah, Um, cool. Oh, yeah, Missy, Timbo, shit. Yeah, they'll get their, their own episodes as well. Yeah, That's your sort of the depth of knowledge as well, going back to basement for like a tiny bit, but like, whenever like when you did the super friends show for me my knowledge of super friends didn't go beyond the main leads of tim Elia, missy Jin, uh player yeah. and magoo that would have been my 
my list of super friends but i think when you on when you did the mm. show you had is it daryl uh pearson uh, oh, was yeah. that the guitarist yeah and you had a whole list of sort of musicians mm. that contributed as well so i mean uh, individual ones would be really exciting to kind of learn more daryl i would love to do a show on daryl man his production work has been phenomenal as well he's he's kind of got a timberland vibe when he does production work but he, he was their resident bass player so all that live bass that i go crazy about with the basement crew is mostly mm. him um he's got just a funky touch on the bass and he, he does vocals too he's actually a really good singer oh, wow. um daryl's that was a bit of a freak man but he's like just a regular dude uh, on facebook i think he just he's not really in the industry now but back then he was kind of killing it with the whole crew um yeah yeah i, I would love to do a show on him individually at some point oh that's cool uh, yeah i'd love to hear a it. lot of people yeah. a lot of people you can choose yeah um beyond that yeah i mean i do want to throw some curveballs in there like dave grohl obviously i'm not that doesn't really fit with everything else i've presented but <laughs> that's that's gonna creep into the shows a bit more get a bit more left field with some of the choices but just to surprise people who have been listening because some of these left field choices will have real smooth chill back catalogs that you may not know about um yeah that'll be exciting for me at least yeah. And for me, man, and for me. So the two of us and will be you, able to move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look, as long as the two of us are yeah. excited and satisfied, I don't really give a shit, man. People can like it or not. It's, you know, as long as, yeah, I'm cool. With no, that. no, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure there's more. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, I've taken up too much of your time already. So I want to say thank you so much for doing this. I've re- It's been a lot that you've, sort of agreed to do it and i really really appreciate you taking the time dude no man that's fine like i actually just started my holidays from work uh yesterday oh, excellent. Had a nice big kebab made some kebabs at home just got fat fantastic and yeah man this is uh this is all fun for me this is cool i'm glad you're doing this um that's cool this Thanks, really man. Cool too. you said um you needed a song right from me yes that's right i'm gonna that, what we'll be doing is getting uh people to sign <laughs> off and they get to play us out so yeah what's your what is mm. going to be your song choice for us to, for this show and why if i may ask okay so this one's not obscure or anything it's already pretty well known but it's pretty much my song of the year and it's um the random new d'angelo song that came out called may i unshaken um right i'm not sure if you've heard have you heard this yet you know i've heard of it and i saw that it's on okay player but i i'm kind of weird in that i never want to listen to anything like there are a couple of maxwell songs in (laughs) in preparation for the third album of black summer's night and i'm like i don't want to hear it i don't want to see a video (laughs) just i just want a release date just put the album out if it's an official bootleg that isn't never going to see the light of day i'll grab it i'll absolutely grab it but if about impending music i don't want to hear it i just want it to come out and then i'll be first in line but that's i'm a bit weird like yeah that. but anyway yes so the new no, no, that's, joint, that's cool perfectly understandable but the, it's not even part of an album it's part of the red dead redemption 2 video game um so d'angelo i just found out the other day he's a huge fan of this video game while they were developing it he'd go over the to rockstar games they actually the people who make uh, grand theft auto as well used to go there from like midnight to 4 a.m play this game and be obsessed with it um and then eventually they asked him to do a song for the actual game itself 
and is honestly it's one of the greatest D'Angelo songs in general, and it's just one of the it's really? the song of the year. And even over Maxwell, if you can think of the impact, or how how like huge a statement that is for me. I love the new Maxwell shit, but man, D's got the song of the year um, from a video game. And the video game <laughs> itself, I checked it out, is amazing. Like I watched, I watched the videos of people playing them on YouTube. I don't actually play it myself, but I watched like a whole nineteen-hour video of the game. Oh my God. <laughs> and. And yeah, I got time at night, man. And the it, it was at work, was it? it? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is just late at night. I'm a, I'm I'm a night person, big time, and I just watch all kinds of shit. This was over the course of two weeks, uh, two three hour chunks at night, and the game is beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. And D'Angelo's song, <laughs> so this country style stuff, music that me and the crew have been doing the last two years. D'Angelo comes along with one track, sums up everything that we've been trying to do for the last two years. And me and the rest of the boys just looking at each other going, man, fuck you, D'Angelo. Man, come on. <laughs> we were working on this for two years. He just come out of nowhere, all reclusive and shit, drop this awesome track. And it's like, man, this is exactly what we want to be doing. And bro, if you can play this show out with that song, if no one's heard it yet, fans in particular you'll love this stuff it's not what you're used to it doesn't even sound like d'angelo in the beginning um but it's kind of dark it's foreboding it's really moody not like most of the d stuff you've heard before um so they're releasing so yeah, a soundtrack to this that. game or dude the soundtrack itself is amazing like it's all live musicians grammy award winning musicians compiled the soundtrack it's mostly instrumental um, but in, on each of these games, they get at least a few vocalists to come in and sing a signature song that kind of nails the vibe of what's happening in the game. And all these gamers who've never heard of D'Angelo were like welling up with tears halfway through the game because the main characters has been through so much at that point in the game. And then this song starts playing for like four or five minutes in the game. Um, while the main character's trotting on his horse, coming back from this really messed up mission that he went on. And everyone just has the same reaction. They just start tearing up because <laughs> it's like oh mega emotional moment in the game. But anyway, I'm like yammering on too much about it. But song of the year for me, hands down, um, D'Angelo, Unshaken. Yeah.
Oh, 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 oh,